Good evening and welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm here with Daniel tonight. Hello. And we're going to be discussing aliens. Well, aliens, aliens. and UFOs. Aliens. It's actually been one that people wanted to hear. They thought it would be a very popular kind of podcast. And something that's a little bit of a, a darker, mysterious kind of topic. So as we, we roll into the thing, I will say, you know, to be fair leading up to this, my... My knowledge, while I ha- definitely have an interest in UFOs and aliens, my knowledge on this subject is more limited than other topics I might discuss about on here. So, putting that in as the warning. But, uh, well, I mean, Daniel, what do you think? First of all, the, you know, the, the basic low-level question here is, do you believe in aliens? Do I believe in aliens? As somebody who wor- worked for NASA. Right, so... <laughs> do you it, believe in aliens? I- I think it's a very loaded question to it start. It is, isn't I think, it? I'm loading I mean, it down. Do, do, I, do I believe that there are, you know, UFOs with, like, you know, saucers and... and Not necessarily that. Do you believe there are life forms out there potentially in the universe that are... Uh, of in, in, well, okay, yes, and you might have on a microbiology level there's going to be things on different planets. But, I mean, do you believe there are extraterrestrials, you know, intelligent life forms somewhere out there in, in the world? The world. The I, I, I think I, I would be. I would be a uh, hubris. I think is the word, right? You know, that excess of yes. pride to imagine that there was not. But it was just us. Yeah. Isn't that the, the scarier question? There is to imagine, but it would just be us, and but we're all there's alone. A great, there's a great movie uh, that came out last year. Oh yes. Uh, called Ad Astra, uh, and it has. Uh, it stars Brad Pitt. He's an astronaut. He's working. Uh, he gets called up for this mission to go find his dad, okay. who has gone rogue. Out by Neptune or something like this, and so okay. it's, a, it's actually quite a quite a good movie. A good movie, um, but good UFO the, movie. The, ba- the basic premise of it—I uh, doubt that you're going to see it, so I'll go ahead and ruin yeah, it. Yeah, tell you. me, ruin the it. The basic premise is that his dad has spent his entire life looking for aliens, and the whole point is that that the the whole reason why space has been explored as much as it is is because we've pretty much trashed Earth, and everybody's looking to aliens to save us. Like this has to be. This has to be. There must be something else out there to save us. And so his dad goes beyond Jupiter to, to take a look outside of the solar system to see, you know, with the most sensitive equipment possible to find some, some, you know, some sense life. Of, of life. And he goes out to find his dad, and it turns out his dad is gone mad, uh, mm. as, as these things do. Uh, killed all his crew and, and, wow. and, and just. But the point is that he he didn't find anything. He didn't Nothing. find anything. And so I was talking with my, my friend Justin the other day about how that's actually far more horrific, right? The idea that we are actually alone and this is it. Oh, like, scary. That we are That we are the, the only and the leading edge of, of, life. of life in the universe Currently, is frightening. I don't like that idea. It's a, very, it's a very uncomfortable concept. Right? You, you know what my favorite alien movie is? What is your favorite alien movie? I like this little movie. It's called Pool. And ah, Yes. Because it, because it, they go to Area 51. Yes. Yeah. So Daniel and I have actually been down to Area 51 several times, not strangely for alien purposes. Actually, we do a festival every year called Burning Man, and we run a campsite on the front line of a festival. In order to go down there and get all the materials to build the camp, we have to drive from Colorado down to Nevada. To, to be fair, we drive out of our way several hours visit. out of our way to go to because Area we like 51. It. But there's this little establishment there called the Little Alien Inn. Little Alien. Little Alien. Inn. Right, it's like a pun on the word. But they actually use, right by Area 51, they actually use that very 
uh, that in actually is used in the movie yeah. for Paul, which is, if you've not seen it, it's hilarious, it's a comedy, it's funny. They even use, like, the gas station down the road. They do, <laughs> right, they really, and it's actually very good and very exciting. I mean, I personally, even people like Carl Sagan did very much believe we were not alone in the world. I think the chances of us Well, so that's being not alone, actually entirely true. He so, didn't. so well, I have this. this I thought he did. So, so I have this interesting story, right? Uh, about uh, I was staying with a friend of mine uh, in in Seattle, and and I got to know his mom really well, and and she's super super interesting woman. But she always had an issue with Carl Sagan because he didn't believe in most of the alien stories that people had, you know, like uh, UFOs and stuff like that. He didn't believe right, in that that's, sort of that's stuff. But he did. He did. He did believe in in which is what I believe in. It's right. less. It's less for you know. And that leads us into our next question here. What do you think about Roswell? It's one of the more famous kind of alien cases. I think Roswell's a beautiful little town. I used to have this great photograph that I took. You've you've been to Roswell? On their main street, in between the International Museum of Ufology and the... Oh, they have uh, a museum for UFOs there? Yeah, just a tiny one. And then there's another one that's like the Alien Encounter Center or something like that. And, and, And it's on their main street. And then right in between is a Denny's. I love Denny's. Or an IHOP or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it a bit of a tourist trap in Roswell? It's New Mexico, yeah, right? I mean, for, for Roswell, I think it's probably the only reason why anybody would go to Roswell. It's to see <laughs> No offense, stuff. Roswell people. Yeah, that's Your really interesting. Dorian is from Roswell. Or is from Roswell? Yeah, he was so, actually on our previous episode on so, the podcast. So it's, a, it's actually a very interesting story about you know how and why these things happen. So down there in, in New Mexico is an area called uh, White Sands Missile Range. Um, and it's uh, a very large uh, test range. Um, there's, it's, it, it, it goes right next to a, a national park, which has all this white sand, hence the name White Sands. And they do a lot of they did they did a lot of rocket testing. Uh, this is actually they, they actually have a little base, uh, a military base there, that, and they claim that they're the home of America's space program because that's where the V two rocket was okay. captured by the Army, right? Um, and so, as a result, you know, they have this large test range. They, they did a lot of, you know, secret sort of stuff. This is actually where they uh, detonated the first atomic bomb, for instance. Cool. Because it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, right? And so, the story goes that, you know, during the Cold War, the United, you know, we were trying to develop new technologies um, and, and develop new capabilities. And part of, one, one of the stories is that, that in order to cover up our, our you know, uh, military endeavors. We actually created the military created uh, this this story about aliens, which is crazy, and 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 like released information. That's a conspiracy and, and theory like, within it's, itself. It is a conspiracy theory of a conspiracy theory. Yes, yes, that's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know the truth behind it all, but but supposedly a that's lot of the documents that you find in Project Blue Book and such are are from this, and, and that yes. they, they were actually just literally created to to make people think and that they would actually have individuals like feel like they were getting secret information yes. as a distraction from the reality of whatever it was that they were doing. So I guess I'm obliged to ask you this question, just so you guys have a little bit of background. Daniel and I spent a lot of time watching many alien documentaries to prepare us a little bit more for this particular episode. <laughs> I don't know how much documentary it was, but yeah, it was, got bored of the documentary. Yeah, it was hard. Some of them were more interesting than others, we'll say that. But I'm obliged to ask you this question on behalf of viewers. Because you worked for NASA, here comes the, the obvious question. Did you ever see any UFOs? Did you ever see anything in there? What's the most interesting story you have there, if you're allowed to tell it? 
Yeah, I, I can't tell you. You can't tell me. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's how that's, it goes. That, no, that's, to, that's totally fine. But, you fine. know, I, I, I was in the business of creating UFOs on other planets. But I, I So there's probably like a whole a whole Martian, you know, cadre of people <laughs> talking about the UFOs that, they that keep coming and landing. And they, on their other planets, yeah. So I guess I, I have another interesting story to run. It actually goes back to Area 51. At one time, we were uh, basically traveling down to Burning Man. And I always make a pilgrimage to this little restaurant by Area 51, this little pub. It's well, a bar. It's like a little dive bar. And actually, the owners are great. They're really nice people. And we've never failed to have some kind of exciting experience at this particular place. That is a fact. So one of the first experiences we had was we went down there and they actually have a drink there called the alien slime drink and it's basically I think it's I'm like not Midori. sure if it's actually a real drink yeah. I think you just insisted they I, make I it I insisted they make it but I feel like at one point it was a real drink and that's why I found out about it but it's like a green drink it's called alien I think slime it's Midori yeah, and I think it's Midori took that watermelon liquor and I forced all of my friends to drink it. It's part of a ritual of being at Area 51 to get into the spirit of aliens and all that stuff. And so one time we're there, and I think a lot of women listening to this will understand this. We tend to be a little bit on guard. We're always looking around, making sure we're safe. If you walk through a parking lot at night to your car, you're always got your keys and you're a little bit concerned, right? And so women, we tend to have to be a little bit hypervigilant. So I'm sitting at this table with all of my friends and there at the back of the bar is this guy and he is staring at us. And I'm like, guys, there is this man in the corner and he keeps looking at us and it's making me uncomfortable. And they're like, Isabella, you know, you're just, you're imagining things, you're overreacting, don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. But I'm still watching him, and lo and behold, he gets up and he starts walking to the table. And I'm like, guys, guys, he is walking to the table, like, trying to warn them all. He comes down, he sits down round us around the table. How many people did we have there? Like, we had five people. Five people. And it was our friend, Nature, um, Giovanni, uh, Bacon. Ba- Sarah Bacon, you and me as well were there. And so we're all sitting there, and this chap sits down. And the first thing he starts discussing about is how he ho- he owns a little property. You know, he asks us he asks us if, if we're in the circus. Yeah, first of all, he said, "Are you circus, circus folks?" Folk. Because we're like, well, it's funny you say that because we, we, actually, run, a we run a circus, circus at Burning Man because we were dressed in and Burning like, Man festival oh, clothes. I've always wanted to go to Burning Man, and then he just kind of leaps into. I like to sit naked on my porch and on the, the rocking stars. chair, on the rocking and I like chair. to be naked on the porch. And we're all like, "Okay, <laughs> cool." And then he does the weirdest thing. He first of all he invites us to a house, and we're like, "No, no." Yeah, We've we should got, come to his house. He said, "You should come to in my his house." Party room. And he specifically said that he worked for Skunk Works, right? Yeah, he works at Grim Lake. That's right. Grim Lake, which is actually very high security area for those of you who don't know, and often has actually been related to UFOs in the past. So Daniel jokingly asks him, just as a joke, have you seen any UFOs? And literally, I swear to God, this guy is just like, I don't... He says, I don't know what you're talking about. In that voice, it was like monotone. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like he, did, like he didn't even know what a UFO was. And he literally works by Area 51. It was, right. it was almost the, like he was programmed. <laughs> he sounded programmed. Like yeah. that was the, the Siri response. Like he talked to Alexa. You know, on your on your yeah. little thing, it and was just, like that. Yeah. So then he's he's still insisting we go to his house, and we're like, no, no, we've got to get back on the road. We've got to get to the festival, and he starts targeting each person at a table. So he he starts with Daniel, and because Daniel had mentioned that he worked for NASA, and he says, oh, you know, you're a NASA guy. So he's like, you know about math 
And Daniel's he's like, like, do you like equations? Yeah, he's like, do you like equations? He's like, I have an equation in my, in, my, in my basement, and in the basement is a party room that I own, and you need to come to the basement and solve it. And Daniel's like, yeah, no, you know, look at the time. No, we're good. And then he turns to me, and I'm drinking that green alien slime drink we were discussing earlier. And he says to me, um, he says, you like alcohol? And I'm like, yeah, I like to have a drink with my friends. And he's like, you should come to my basement in my party room because I have alcohol. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Thank you so much in my polite, overtly British way. And then, of course, he goes to nature. And he's like, yeah, you like you like crystals, right? Because nature's like this very, he's this very wonderful kind of, he likes hippie new age stuff. And he actually makes these gorgeous crystal jewelry things. And he's like, yeah. I like that. And he's like, you should come to my party room because I have crystals down there. And nature's just like, yeah. And we're all like, no, no, like to nature. And Sarah Bacon, who is sitting by me, she's like, I really, I really have to use the little girl's room. I've got to go. Will you come with me, Isabella? I'm like, yeah. So we go into the little girl's room. And she's like, oh, my God, this guy is a serial killer. He's going to. And I'm like, you don't need to tell me. Oh, you forgot about the family portrait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so before this, he says something really creepy. He goes, well, I need you guys to come to the basement because every time I have people over to the basement, I take a family portrait of them and then I hang it up in the basement. And in my head, I'm like, is that before or after you skin them, realistically? I mean, you know, I'm speaking as this, as a that but that that is actually a real story and so sarah bacon in in the bathroom is like he is going to kill us and i'm like you don't need to tell me that i'm well aware of this guy is like danger danger you know i'm like so we're just going to leave but of course poor nature was like really engaged and i think yeah, he kind of wanted to go back and and we were like no no like dragging nature out the thing to save him like we've got to go back to the rv so we all got back in the rv and that was fine and you'd think that would be the end of weird stories at area 51 of this little alien as it were but it's not as a a weird postscript to that story i actually have an equation in my party room in my basement yeah from an ex-girlfriend he has an equation it's unsolved just saying so if anyone wants to make some money and solve an equation Uh, uh, who's good at mathematics we have one in our party room in the basement so last year we were at area 51 and it was actually just the was it just the two of us just just the two of us just the two of us crazy and and it was strange because you know we, we had already gone. We had just gotten back from... We went to Labyrinth of Jareth, and we're, and we're coming back. In L.A., in, which LA. is an amazing event. Amazing Shout event. out to Sean Strider, who runs that. Yeah. It, Labyrinth of Jareth is fantastic. And, and we're commenting about how there's nothing weird going on and how, how strange it and is. And it's always weird. nothing is happening at Area 51. It was and almost like, disappointing. You know, and, and to be fair, usually there's not a whole lot of people there, but there was, like, nobody there. So I run out to the car to get... Or to the RV to get something. You needed your phone, maybe? My maybe phone, you needed your yeah. phone. So I go out and I come back and there's this guy sitting at the table. Well, this is a postscript to this. Even every time Daniel leaves me alone, I know it's a curse <laughs> or something. It doesn't matter where true. we are. We could be in Walmart. We could be in a grocery store. Anytime he leaves me alone, guys will just come up to me. Like yeah. it, it's and right, to a point where it's become a running joke. So of course he leaves the room, and this guy who's European. He's Italian. He's a, right? um, he was French. French. He was French. And uh, but his his English was okay, and he starts talking excited 
vaguely to me about things, and I know a little bit of French. I'm talking to him, and of course, like Daniel said, he comes back in, and I notice something very strange. The whole time that this, this is happening, we're actually good friends with the guy who's the bartender there at the inn. He's a really nice guy, and he keeps looking out the window, and he's saying to the owner, and he's turned to the owner, and he said, shit's about to go down, and I was like looking at him, I'm like, what shit's about to go down? Like, something interesting is finally about to happen, because it always happens at this place. So then, so then you were talking to the guy, and he had some friends. Some other friends who came and they, in. And, they, and we went outside, and we went outside and sat on the, the picnic table, which we never did. By a fire. We wanted and they to be wanted, outside. And, they, and you were learning Lenormand cards at the time. And so they so asked but, you to read But for those their... of you that don't know, um, you know, you've probably heard of tarot card readers. I actually read a more ancient art form. It's called the Lenormand, named after Madame Lenormand. It's ancient. It's very old. Hundreds of years old, practically ancient. So I really like these cards because they're, they're a whole different reading system from tarot cards. But here and all there for this story, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm practicing these cards with the guys, and I can see in the corner there is a television camera crew, like, we we've filmed camera crew television shows here at the house, so I know what it looks like. There's a boom mic guy, there is a DP of the camera, two camera people, and an interviewer of this girl. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what they're filming out here in the middle of nowhere in Area 51. Like, that's really it's just very strange, right, to start with. And then the, the girl comes over to me and she says, um, would you be willing to read some of your cards, your, the fortune of this gentleman on camera. And I said, yeah, sure, why not? That sounds fun. I no, I, they couldn't, they literally wouldn't even tell me what was going on. But I was like, okay, sure. And so this chap comes over and he sits down. He's got long brown hair. He actually looks a lot like Daniel. They're very similar looking. And um, he's really nice. And he says, yeah, I, can you read my cards? And um, he said, um, I'm Matty Roberts, and um, I'm a chap who's running Area 51. Let, let's Storm Area store 51. They can't Catch stop us all. They can't, let's raid Area 51. They can't stop us all. He was actually the guy, and I knew all about this movement. I was part of a group because it was a big deal last year on Facebook. I'm sure some of you guys remember this. It, it got wildly out of control. They were actually filming a documentary about his life, and I could not believe for the life of me that I was sitting there in front of him reading his cards it was in it was actually it was insane not, it was not a good reading it was I not a, no oh, I actually I lied it's the funny thing is I lied about it on camera I don't know if the documentary ever came out but the first cards were good and made sense and lined up the last card was a rat and rats or mice as it were in Lenormand eat every card before them and it's about deception and destruction as we know everyone was worried about Area 51 and he ended up saying Matty said, I'm going to cancel this. I'm not, I can't be involved with this anymore. But he still ended up doing yeah, an event in Vegas, Vegas yeah. which was really cool. And it turns out he's, for what it's worth, he's actually a really nice guy. I'm friends with him to this day. Yeah. He actually invited us down for free. Being, you know, he, he, we talked to me all about the Chateau and the Cat Girls and loved that. And in fact, we designed together this cool Cat Girls, Save the Cat Girls, because there was this joke that Cat Girls were locked in Area 51 and we had to save them. So there were these cool arts he did on t-shirts and stuff. And he's actually just a really nice guy. But I thought, what a surreal experience to be by Area 51 and to meet the guy who is running this during the hype of all its craziness. It was like, 
like the universe just laid it, it into strange. our lap. It was beyond strange. It's also especially weird there because they have no they have no cell service or anything. Yeah. So it's one of those things that you can't actually tell anybody about for several hours. <laughs> yeah. And I have one last crazy Area 51 story. Uh, and in fact, I think it was actually the first time we'd been to the little alien inn. And um, I was with Daniel Giovanni... Was it Shoshana Peter at that point? Who else were we yeah, with? Yeah, must be. Yeah, very, very Angel. early days. Angel, for certain. Z. Z. Yeah, and we're, we're there, and there's this uh, woman. She's actually a trucker sitting at the bar. And, of course, I'm getting my alien slime drinks. We're Area 51. Got to do that. And she's super nice. She's like a trucker. She drives all over the country. And she was just like, the, honestly, just the nicest person. And so all my friends are sitting in the corner, and I'm a bit of a social butterfly. Like, if I'm at a bar, sometimes I'll separate and just talk to random people, especially if I'm at this venue, because I want to discuss aliens, and I want to talk about UFOs and the culture and all the exciting stuff. So I'm talking to her about aliens and stuff. And she's like, yeah, do you do you smoke weed? And I'm like, yeah, I'm from Colorado. We, weed is legal there. And it wasn't legal then. It wasn't legal at that point, but I still smoked it. True story. Whatever. At that point, I still enjoyed it. And she said, well, do you want to smoke a bowl with me in the cab of the truck? So, like, the, the tr- they have the lorry. We call them lorries in England. But in America, you guys call them trucks. And there's a cab up front, which is where they sleep. And it's like a whole um, we seating didn't let area. Her go. And And well, even the people behind the bar were like, yeah, well, you know. The, this, that's how you get like sex traffic she will take you across the border to Mexico they will take your passport away we'll never see you again so all of my friends were like you cannot go you are just not understanding the situation but I was so innocent and naive I was like yeah I'm gonna go talk aliens in the cab of this truck of this nice trucker gun and it will be fine probably nice she, yeah so you never know as a thing she may be she's not listening to podcasts you never know but all the people even the people at the bar were like don't do that it's hyper dangerous and so I've, I've learned some sense over years since then, you know. Minimal. Minimal. minimal if I, if I leave her, people still come up to her. Even now. Even that was now. last year. That Those was people, year, it, was, yeah. it was crazy. I can't wait to go back to Area 51. Oh, shit. It's not happening because of a pandemic. Burning Man was cancelled. Oh, so we're not going to get weird. to go. It's going to be the first time in a long time. We've been going, we've been running camp at Burning Man for over 10 years, like a decade. And this is the first year we're truly unable to go. Yeah. Well, okay, let's get it back into UFOs. Back into next, UFOs. Next question. Aliens. Have you ever seen a UFO or thought you saw one? You know, I, we have one, one story time here. We, came, we were on our way home, yep. and we definitely saw some lights in the sky that were just kind of falling. They were, they were, it was, yeah, the it was. The trail it was, was falling. Like falling yeah. It was descending. And here's the thing, because he works for NASA, I, I 100% believe in this stuff, this was not a normal aircraft. It was not for, like following normal flight patterns. It was descending like it was falling yeah. from the sky but it had a chemtrail type thing and it, and it, but it was quite bright also I mean like, oh yeah it was and to a point where we were just watching it astounded yeah. as it started to drift down like it was it was super fascinating I have one UFO story where I saw something I thought was very strange and this was back when I was living in England I was much younger uh, we'd actually just I, I believe we'd gone to Barbados or something and we were actually coming back from the airport so for those of you that don't know in England we have two major airports we have Gatwick and then we have Heathrow and so we were coming back from Heathrow and the fact that this took place on the motorway we, we call it motorway you guys call it highway so we're on the highway right going back and I looked out the window from the passenger side and there in the sky was very clearly this multicolored flashing 
classic saucer. I mean, it was round and it was rotate. The colours were rotating around the saucer to a point where I pointed out to my family and they were all looking at it. But here's what's weird is it was right by the airport. So, like, there was obviously flight traffic and stuff going... Like, the planes, if you're, they'll actually go over the motorway. They actually fly over over the road as you're on it. But this just didn't adhere to the normal shape. And even my dad was like, that is really strange. And I almost wonder if they were just testing out some strange aircraft by the Could airport be. that just didn't look normal. And it was Could some be. test thing in England. But I'll never forget that because I was like, that is just not... Not normal. We should we should talk about the uh, the UFO watchtower. Mm. So in Colorado, there's yes. a, there's a valley, uh, San San Luis Valley, and it's where Crestone is. Crestone and is valley like a view and very hippie based thing. And then if you go south, it's 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 the same valley that like Ojo is in. And anyway, in the middle of this, just in the middle of nowhere, really. Uh, I mean, it's not entirely the middle of nowhere. It's, it's actually right down the street from the alligator wrestling. Uh, you can wrestle alligators. Yeah, it's cool. But there is in the middle of a field uh, a, an alien watchtower, and they claim that that you know they, they see a lot of lights and strange. And things And they do that messages. Happen. You can actually bury them. And, they have a and garden. That's right. that's they have, they have a garden a, where you can leave messages for yeah. aliens. Apparently, you know, I, I do think it's interesting. I thought, like, growing up, we had all this, there were all these types of aliens. Like, you'd have the greys with their own type, and they're very tall, thin creatures, their exoskeletons, very thin, and then they had the big, wide heads. I wonder where that stereotype of what an alien classically looks like with the almond shaped black eyes and the bulbous head, where did that come from? And you see a lot of these times these pictures of autopsies and pictures alien autopsy alien autopsy is its own topic alone for real and a lot of them are faked in fact there was a recent video that came out of an alien autopsy and it was so realistically done a lot of people believed it it was released on youtube it actually turned out the whole thing was entirely faked but it was it was very well produced and looked um, well, and, it's surprisingly and, you know, real. Modern technology is quite easy to do that sort of thing. I think that's the real problem we face now. Is there's still mm. new UFO videos coming out every year, but with the desire for people to go viral on YouTube, it's tempting for people to create fake content. For sure. Same problem with paranormal, with ghost sightings and videos. So what happens is, in this day and age, videos are way more likely to be faked than they were before because it is easier to do so, and that is unfortunate because I think it dilutes you know what what would otherwise be a very interesting topic for sightings and whatnot right I I think I think my personal approach is is that I I very much I I was a big X-Files fan so we're not we don't have time to go into that that. but he had a poster on his wall that said I want to believe you want to so I want to believe I want to believe as well one one of the most one of the most amazing things that I've ever experienced we were in Santa Fe, and we were on uh, right off Canyon Road there, having uh, hot chocolate. This, this, this. Oh, this, this is a great sipping story. Chocolate. And we're sitting in these in these tables, drinking this sipping chocolate. And there's this. We're just four, on vacation. Four people yeah. sitting at a table within earshot. Yeah, like and, next to us. And in one of those things where you just you just find yourself engaged in their conversation, and we're sitting there and we're listening to this conversation. We're eavesdropping. All basically. about the Galactic Federation. And the fact that there was this war, war going on. but they were, but they declared peace, but they weren't sure how long it was going to be there for, and and they were just 
taking it, you know, just in stride no, no, and, it, and it having a conversation crazy. about it. No, but it was serious. These were not people These joking were, yeah, they around. Were not, they were not. They, they were not being silly. They didn't know we were listening. They didn't in. seem insane. They didn't. No, yeah, they, they seemed certainly. sane and normal. They didn't know we were listening, yeah. and they were very casually talking about aliens and this federation, the whole thing, and it, it, it was almost so real. I almost believed it. Like I, I believe not, it. I, yeah. I, I think. I think there is there is stuff out there that I don't know, and I would like to know about it. What's the great coat? The great things in heaven, hell, and you're in philosophy's ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think. I, I think. I think I, it's I, beauty. I think there, but but I, as I always like I, to say, I, to I people, think there's beauty in believing absolutely, these things. Absolutely. What I'm fascinated by, as you know, as as a physicist, as a scientist, if there are aliens. I'm actually way more interested in the technology that they have that allows them to be here because the current understanding of physics that we have right now says that we can't go faster than the speed of light and most everything is, you know, more than a light year away. So trying to get any place in the universe would be super, super, super challenging. So in order for aliens to exist or to be in our very advanced, there has to be be some completely different understanding of the universe. Not just advanced. It actually has to be a different, like, new laws of physics. And I think that's super interesting. One of my favorite films is uh, Contact, right? And so the concept in Contact is that they receive this alien transmission to build this structure Right, that doesn't seem like a spaceship, and in fact, isn't. They don't actually. They don't actually travel. It's it's a it's a it's a psychic thing. That's she actually cool. psychically tra- travels, like and, astral and, projection, like astral projection, and that's actually how people move around in the universe. It's not through physical ships, because again, like I say, you know, you know, it's going to have to be something that's way more advanced. Uh, what we you know, an understanding of the universe fundamentally, not just you know, oh, that's really cool technology. But like, I mean, like, for instance, you know, you, you, you see all these things about anti-gravity. If anti-gravity exists, that's a really big, big change in the way the universe works yeah, absolutely. And, and understanding it. So I think that's for me, that's actually the, the, the more fascinating part about it. The fact that there are other you know aliens that want to hang out with us. That's less interesting to me. I'm way more interested in the actual physics that allows Behind them to do it. so. So <laughs> I, I, I think this is a great thing to tell listeners about as a, another question here is can you tell us about the wow signal and what that is right so there are people in the world who listen to radio waves you who know. are they well there's SETI SETI, SETI but, but there also well, are tell us what SETI is, is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence and it's official and it's setup. A, it, it, I locations. don't know if it's still official but yes it used to be oh, a thing it used to be a program it's that was not anymore then. they so it wasn't. It was. It used to be an official program. Um, I think the government stopped funding it, and they decided to keep doing it themselves. And so they they still do it. They still okay. they still do it. Anyway, um, you know, a while ago they they found this signal. So what we're looking for when we when we listen to this, it's sort of like, like sort of like when you when you flip through a radio. Not that anybody knows how to do this anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> the old the older listeners back, will relate. The older the older people that that basically you hear static 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 static. And then, and then you might hear something that like sounds like music or sounds like voice, and it's not static. And that's basically what we're looking for when we look through these radio signals, right? Is is something, right? Something. Something. Um, and you know, and that's and that to our understanding, that's that's how people communicate is through is through radio waves, and and so. We and we have it's 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 known like actually at the beginning of that movie Contact I believe they do this cool little trick where from the very first time that we started using radio 
we have been broadcasting our presence out into out the universe, there. right? Which ca- could be good or bad. Well, Stephen Hawking would suggest that it's a bad yeah, thing. Would you, would you want them knowing where they live? And if you think about what humans would do if they went and stripped a resource, I think they would just come to our planet and strip our resources right. and enslave us or eat us. We'll make you know? great pets. We'll make great pets. <laughs> great song. Uh, so, the well so anyway, signal. so the well signal is basically... Uh, you know, they, it's a real thing. It's a, it's a, it's, this is it's, not it's a fake No, it's absolutely yeah. a real thing. Uh, it was it was a radio signal that was detected, um, and they haven't been able to come up with any explanation for so it. So tell us where the, the wow part comes from. <laughs> the wow comes from the fact that this is actually being printed out. This is back in the, I don't know, the 60s maybe? Yeah. Uh, it's actually printed 70s, out on a, on a sheet, yeah. you know, on a, on a thing. And the analyst who was 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 noticing this little pattern actually scrolled right. on the thing wow. wow so we call it the wow, wow signal. signal i think that's a cool naming of it actually i think that's really awesome yeah no it's good and i, I like that there are some things that are unexplained out there and are real and are not so much hoax but we just don't yet have an explanation for that. and i love that that our universe is still so creatively open that anything could happen Absolutely. and that's beautiful in terms of potential do you ever you watched et right did you like et i liked et mm-hmm yeah, it's, it's, it's like Although I have to say, uh, as a kid, I, I want to say that I actually enjoyed uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind more. Okay, why? So Close Encounters of the Third Kind was this, you know, sort of Steven Spielberg movie all about aliens, right? And about and about the people that, that you know, I'm uh, not seen hunt it. for them. You've not seen no, I've it. I've not seen it, no. Wow, we should watch it. Yeah, it's we a, should. It's a, It'll be fun. Because, because what's, what's very cool about it also is that it... It, so you haven't seen? Have you? Have I? T- I've taken you to Devil's Tower. Have I not? Maybe I not. Don't think so. No. Oh well. Then I'll. Oh have to wow! Die. This is an adventure. This is a whole other adventure this now. This we can yeah. podcast it. This will be yeah, so much this fun. This will be so much fun. I'd really like to do. Yeah. That. No. 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 It would okay, be. It would actually cool, be. It would cool. actually be very cool. And 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 I guess then you probably didn't really appreciate the end of Paul. You know, to sort Was of, it relating to, to bring that? the whole thing back? That's it's okay. exactly what happens in the movie is that he has to go and meet his spaceship at oh. Devil's Tower. So it's it's like they're doing an homage to it that. It was totally an homage. The movie. Okay, and so you just missed it. Okay, so there's one there's one other alien related movie. In fact, just recently, we watched a movie. For one, in fact, we suggested to Dory. Vast of Night. It's called The Vast of Night. Do you it's, want a, it's a low budget indie film on Amazon, I think. And it's set and in the fifties. Set in the fifties in New Mexico. But they do a great job of really creating that. Like, if you've seen Stranger Things, and that's kind of your yeah, era. You um, grew up yeah, in the 70s, right? They did a right? great job of the ambiance of it all. They really And, and I think also right. they, they have this, I mean, you know, they, they have a whole sort of uh, opening sequence where, you know, there's this, there's this little girl, and, and she's got a tape recorder, and she's learning how to use it or whatever. And she's, she obviously has been reading, you know, popular science, popular mechanics and stuff like this. And she talks all, and she's all about excited about how in the future you're going to have all these capabilities of self-driving cars and, you I know, love and, it. And, and, and cell you know, phones that fit in te- your pocket. Small televisions that fit in your pocket sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, a, tele- a tiny television. And, and so, and so what's beautiful about it is that the, you know, the whole mystery sort of revolves around radio signals and the fact that he runs a radio station station, but she runs the switchboard and she's hearing this weird sound on the switchboard right you know which is still a very new technology um i think they do a great job of creating suspense in it like it is it is as an indie film it is incredibly well done and i would highly suggest anyone listening who wants a new while still having that old nostalgic feel you feel like your 50s yeah if you're into aliens and and you want a, a, a cool ride to watch her I would highly suggest The Vast of Night. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, please do. Please do watch it. Yeah, for real. 
Okay. So you, you got you got a podcast and a movie review. Yeah, it's it's all things in one. So we've actually run over our time a little bit here. Oh, well. uh, which is okay. I think I think aliens is such a vast topic. I don't think we actually talk very much about aliens. No, at no, all, we could even. But, I know, would love to. Like, maybe in we should the just future. call this one Area Fifty One. Yeah, yeah. I think we're Aliens Part One. We can have Aliens yeah. Part Two. But I'd love to discuss, especially as you know, I did Egyptology and stuff growing up. The ancient, whole con- aliens. ancient aliens. Ancient yes. aliens. The whole concept of pyramids we built by aliens. There could be an episode dedicated to that in the near future let us know if you enjoyed this and uh without further ado i wish you all a good night